0: why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Folks, I'd like to thoroughly embarrass my sister right now. I uh, object. If given as the as a representative activity. of your sister, I object <laughs> to this plan. I don't care for it. It's it's for the good, though. See, Is it? yes, because Is you it for the, the good <laughs> or you're good. Both. No. Here's the thing. You mm. submitted some art to an auction for the uh, the rabbit hole, right? Oh, I did. Yes, I did. Well, as of this recording, oh my. you are currently beating quite a lot of very famous people. You know why that is? It's because it's alphabetical and bird becomes... Not true. ...before a lot more... Not They true. put me at the you... top, though. They did put me at the top. It's like the first thing you see. The second. So, second thing you see, yeah. But tr- there, there are others that are beating you by a lot, like... Paul Zielinski. I'm okay with Paul Zielinski beating me. I'm okay with Neil Gaiman beating me, and I'm yes. very okay with Brian Selznick beating me. So, yes, that is fine. But Daniel Handler, Lemony Snicket, Mac Barnett, John <sighs> Sheska, Tony D. Brian Floca, David Small, Jacqueline Woodson, you're beating all of these people right now. Not all of whom are illustrators, but yes, sure. that is true. I am actually beating some of them. I am, I am baffled, because it's you amazing. have to understand, I have one thing on my... Thank you. Thank you. That is that is very kind of you say. I have one thing on my side... Um. And you saw this. Remember when you visited me in my office and I pulled open a drawer and it was stuffed full of date dew slips? (laughs) Yeah, I had a drawer just packed full because um, when I'm weeding books, sometimes the date dew slips fall out and I'm like, this could be useful in an art project someday. So I just collect them, all of them, Kate. All of them, constantly. And now you need to create a children's book Made only with... Clearly. Due date Yes. Slips. That sounds... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Awful. This That sounds awful. That sounds like a terrible... I think it's clever. Terrible, terrible. But it works for a piece of art. So yes, the, the theme we were given is, this is not a rabbit, is what it's supposed to say. And, uh, and so I did it where I have a bunch of rabbits who are made out of date due slips. And then I had a fox in the middle wearing bunny ears. And I cut it out of a edition an illustrated edition of the little prince that is about a fox so the text and then the head actually is kind of nice and and sunny and then it's got rabbit ears made out of date do slips on its head it's clever it's nice i i worked very hard on it for a good 20 minutes <laughs> and uh and i got a frame and it's got frame so if nothing else the person is buying a very lovely frame that uh, they can use for as, other pieces as of, of art. right now yeah. a 222 dollar frame yeah. $222. <laughs> I'd love to know who's bidding on this, actually. And could they buy me the Brian Selznick? Because I really, really want that Brian Selznick. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, that's running for $540 Yeah, right I now. did bid on it when it was back in the 300s, and I felt guilty, and now I'm. it's way out of my... It's way out of my... That's okay. That's okay. It's for a good cause. It's for the rabbit hole in Kansas City, which is a fantastic Uh Who are you? Me, Kate. Me, Bessie. And what podcast? Fuse Eight and Kate. Yes. And what do on podcast? We talk about art. And well, we do actually <laughs> quite a bit. Yep. And and you know, in the context of picture Children, books. Yeah, children's yeah. picture books. And whether they're good or not. Right. All right. So this is a big. We have this is a big day. It's two hundred fiftieth episode. 250. 250. We've put up with each other for 250 episodes. I know! <laughs> Most podcasts don't even get half this far. I'm, I'm feeling pretty darn good. But uh, we've done very, very well, which meant we had to come up with something big. But it's also Thanksgiving weekend. right? Yeah. And so this was a big challenge because there was nothing big enough, nothing big enough to encompass both Thanksgiving and the 250 episode. However, there was one great great children's author illustrator that we have never done. People have been asking for years, and I've always been like, no, 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 his books are too long, too long for my sister Kate. But, hey, I came here early today. I came here early. Oh, and boy. And the good thing about this one is you don't have to read every word. And you know why you don't have to read every word? Why? Here we go. A- Richard Scary's best word book ever. I don't even have to do the buy because his name is in the title. Yeah. Richard Scary, We've never done Richard Scary. Nope. So I was going to do Cars and Trucks and Things That Go, which would have been much longer than this one, quite frankly. But Cars and Trucks and Things That Go doesn't have any turkeys in it, Kate. <laughs> but this has a roasted, delicious turkey as part of a full meal and the full thanksgiving style wow and uh so you know how like there's like a ton of words on the page you don't have to read every single one and i'm so pleased we're finally doing after all these years okay richard scary book i'm so proud i'm so proud okay okay go go read that richard yeah it's gonna um it's gonna be a while that's fine i'll see you in two hours okay see you later While Kate does her read, let's talk a little bit more about the best word book ever. Uh, Richard Scarry, for the record, if you just want to know more about him, super nice guy, by all accounts, had a son named Huck. Huck Scarry continues his father's work to this day. But the story behind this book is particularly interesting. Now, Richard Scarry, as you may know, he made more than 300 books starting in 1949, they started out with actually a very artistic, illustrative style, very beautiful paintings. Um, I know he did a couple little golden books. Uh, he he was very lovely. As he progressed, he sort of got into his own style, and it became more of what we think of Richard Scarry when we see him today. So, uh, now the the best word book ever is is kind of a unique situation. So this book originally came out in 1963, and. Then it was uh, updated for the modern audience, I believe in 1991. The changes that were made, now the first time I ever became aware of these changes, it was because of Flickr. I kid you not. Flickr, someone on Flickr found two editions of Richard Scarry's best word, word book ever and highlighted the changes made from one book to the other. The changes that were made are absolutely fascinating. Some of them you would kind of expect um you know on the original one on the cover even uh in the original one mom's cooking and in the next one mom and dad are cooking, which is lovely. My favorite original thing that was in there that was terrible, I admit it. There's a whole firefighting scene and there is the, uh, cat that is being rescued. And the cat is described as beautiful screaming lady. And Brave Hero, who is the person who is rescuing her. Uh, that was changed to Cat in Danger and Firefighter. Totally understand why the change was made. Still kind of miss that beautiful screaming lady. It, it was wonderful. Gets rid of any of those cowboys and Indians references that were so common in books from that time period. andy gender-specific occupation names, those were all changed. It's, it's a good update. At the same time, I do miss me, my beautiful screaming ladies. Who wouldn't? When I was young, I had a sister once, and she left me to read a book, and that was years ago. What child is your name? Who are you? Oh, it's my sister. (laughs) She's returned to me after all these years. Where am I? I don't remember. (laughs) So, I wrote a book. Did, oh, yeah. I read every single word. I told you not to read every single word. But I said I had do not to. read. Those were like one instruction I, I gave you. I have so many questions about the, some of the words that they, that they used. And so. As chose. well you might. Yes. When did this book come out? Originally, it came out in 1963. Um, it has been updated several times. There was one in the 80s that I think is mostly. The one that we talk about today, though the one in 1991, is the one that shows up in a lot of online comments more than anything else. Interesting. Yes. There are choices made that I would disagree with. What? (laughs) You should see the original. (laughs) Well, you open the book and it starts with the alphabet, and right away they name an animal that I have never heard of that starts with X. Betsy, what is that animal? That's a Zipheus, but I have never... Where's the x-ray fish? <laughs> I-, I learned a new word on the very first that's page. That's a Ziphius. yeah. I guess Zipheus don't tend to show up as much. So, well played there, Richard Scary. I support your choice. So, we start off uh, going through an entire day. Yeah. So, you start off with waking up and what uh, Kenny Bear, that's his name. I've always been impressed by how much he can pack in. He, that's a lot of food. He eats for a, a lot of food, but I do like that it specifically says he does not eat the toaster, just in case <laughs> there's any confusion. See, that's why these books work because they have a sense of humor about themselves. Yet somehow the toaster is like the the lever is pulled down, yet it's not plugged in. Well, it's a broken toaster at this point. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why he's not eating it. Exactly. But underneath it, it says that there's cool milk, not cold, Betsy. No, 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 no. Who it, wants to eat cold milk or drink cold milk? Uh, cool, cool, cool milk is. Pretty- Perfectly fine for me. No, that's not a thing. Maybe it's some ugly, cool kids. Right? <laughs> mm. I don't know what this is. So here's another word that I'm learning Ooh. from a kids book. Okay, what is it? A hassock. A hassock. Yeah, it's like an ottoman, right? Is it? I think so. Sure. Sure. So now we're on to painting and drawing with colors. Yeah the the format of this is fascinating. It's, it doesn't really have a logical there's sections through way. I mean, there's sections, but. Why would painting and drawing come after stuff you find in a house and before toys? These are things to do throughout your day. I guess. Uh, I do like that uh, there is someone painting wearing a smock, it says. But they're painting a poster that says library work. That's that's called pandering. (laughs) There's a lot of that in this book. Yes, there is. (laughs) Also, I would like to point out there are tinker toys on one of those pages, and where were those invented? I don't know. Evanston, Illinois, my friend. Oh. Tinker Toys began here. I also like and the... died here. They don't, they don't <laughs> it anymore. Well, no. yeah, there's also kids playing croquet and marbles and jacks. Do you think this is dated, Betsy? Yes. Also, note that sometimes, these two rabbits are a perfect example of this. His drawing style significantly changes because... I think he updated it and he drew new illustrations and they don't always match the quality of the previous illustrations. Hmm. So you can see this. Those two rabbits look like they're out two completely different books. But I feel like under the toys page, there would nowadays be kids that say playing on iPad. Yes. Playing on phone. There are no screens. No screens will be found in not this Not even book. reading a book, though. To be fair, oh, well, not even reading a book. And surely there's a book in here somewhere. There's books throughout the book book but right. but you would think like that would be something to do but no <laughs> ah you're reading a book now that's all we care and yes. now we're at the playground where mm. kids are playing tag and and i did have to explain to my children what some of these games were when they were younger now did you have to explain to them what we called it ring around the rosie right but they call it ring around a rosie that's because they're weird I don't know. Kids are named Rosie these days. We're at the airport now. huh. And my favorite part is the tourist that is at the airport, which you could do back then, I'm Sure. also has a camera from, what, 1950? I think I own that camera. I think it's mom's. She had it in college, and I have it in the okay, house. Okay, so 1967. Yeah. 1967 1960, is. I mean, it's one 60, of those cameras that you yeah. have to look down. Yeah, the one that looks down goes forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those so, are cool cameras. Again, dated. Also, yeah, wouldn't I'm surprised he's not being arrested as a spy. This is the <laughs> era of people being like spies are taking pictures of it, but it's also the era of like you can just walk into an airplane and buy a ticket there once you're on, you know. Well, I do like that it says that there, there's a flight attendant, not a stewardess. It was though. In the original it was. So that's one so there are many changes were made. And a handsome pilot was the the <laughs> description for the pilot and then a lovely stewardess. Ah. was the original, and then they changed that to flight attendant. Yes. Good. And yeah. just pilot. He's not handsome anymore. <laughs> I know. You're not allowed to be handsome anymore. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Just this guy. He's too ugly now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> but I, okay, so i like it see you flip the page and it says, at the supermarket there's a meats section. Yeah, there is. Right? And At the bottom of the meat section, there's a little piglet in a shopping cart. Like, presumably, mom is going to pay or something. Yes. Um, And it says, a piglet who wants to work in the supermarket when she grows up. And I thought, a piglet who will soon be in the display case when she grows up. Seriously, she's in front of the meat section. Is there not pork products in that meat section? I believe there is. There's bacon. I'm looking at bacon. There's, yeah. The pig is not that far from the bacon. (laughs) And it's like, <laughs> honey, run! But there are little golden books next to the uh, checkout lane, which I thought was cute. That used to be a thing, and of course, Richard Scarry got his start with little golden books. So uh, again, okay, pandering. All right, here's where I justify it as a Thanksgiving book. Mealtime. Freaking turkey. There's this is the f- one of two turkeys in the book. Oh, see, good. This one's dead. There's a live one oh, later. Oh, it. <laughs> okay. We get to boats and ships now. Mm. There is a sailboat named the White Swan. Any ideas as to why? No, but if any of you listeners know why, please tell us. Now we're at keeping healthy, talking about doctors and dentists. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting. Yeah, they, he he doesn't use brands. Instead of saying Band-Aid, he says plastic bandage for small cuts no, and hurts. No, no. We lost the war on that one. Just call it a freaking Band-Aid. Call yeah. it a Band-Aid. Call it a Kleenex. Let's exactly. move on. Exactly. It's a Xerox. And then on the other side, uh, you have the dental unit, they call it. But I'm like, where's the flame? <laughs> exactly. You call yourself a dental unit. Dr. DeSoto. Dr. DeSoto had an open flame in a dentist's office. Why don't you, Richard Scarry? He may have been the original. I should have found the 63. Well, now we're at the Bear Twins Get Dressed. Yes. Here's something I thought was interesting, (laughs) because this comes up multiple times. Oh, interesting. All right. It's not a scarf. It's a muffler. Why would you call this a muffler? I don't even know. It's not even a Britishism. And he's not British. I have no idea why you'd call a scarf a muffler. Did they call things in mufflers back in the 60s? What's the difference between a muffler and a scarf? It looks like a scarf to me. Too many questions to being I've never raised. heard anyone call that a muffler. No, no. Uh, we're at the zoo now. We're, yeah, we we're, are. We're flying through here. Oh, yeah, the zoo. The this zoo, is coming back to me. Which is... There's so many baby mice in this. There are, because Mr. and Mrs. Mouse took their children to the zoo. Yeah, they're just going to get et. But they're going to get what, Betsy? Et, girl, et. Look Eat, at those it? mice standing... Yeah, eaten. Eaten. Yeah. No one says et. I say et. No, that's uh, not a word. That's it's, not a word in this book, Betsy. It's a word I use. <laughs> uh, look at them standing in front of that tiger. Okay, but here's what I'm seeing. A zebra with orange stripes. That's a printing error. <laughs> that's just somehow the orange. What zebras printing. are white, black, and orange? But I mean, see? I would buy that zebra. And, and I've heard the joke bed, yeah. like, "What is black and white and red all over?" Yeah, a zebra <laughs> with <laughs> a sunburn. That's the. Yeah, that's a, a zebra with a sunburn. That's yep. what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite sequence. This is your favorite. Because in the, the city, the children had to figure out how to get that little tiny mouse to the bookstall and man it was hard to figure out from how to the bookstore the to the restaurant however what? there is a book publisher that is above <laughs> the newspaper office and above the bookstore which I'm like again pandering pandering to your creators more yeah. than anything else yeah I love that holidays is where I got very confused because all this time, I thought this was a British book with oh no. with terms no, 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 like no. muffler. I know. No, he is 100% American. Yep. There's an American flag yeah. celebrating national holiday. Still <laughs> in holiday here. Not Independence Day. No, not Veterans Day. Not Fourth of July. We don't know what this just is. Just national holiday. You know, the one where we play flutes and have a flag held have by a bugle, military personnel. Yeah. And there's an American flag right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Like you do. <laughs> Apparently, when they do do the British version of this, they do change this section. I have heard that. Well, now we're at school, and here's where it gets a bit dated again for me. You have chalk. Yeah, you don't have And chalkboard erasers. You have fountain pens. Of course you do. And you have ink ink and an inkwell. Yeah, you do. This is the page that drives me nuts in the kitchen. Do you know why it drives me nuts? Why does it drive? Is it the messiness of it? It's the messiness, but also every single door and cabinet is open. Oh, yeah, you're right. And the fridge door. Both the fridge and the oven and the cabinets. And the closet and... And the washing machine. And the dishwasher. So the dishwasher and the washing machine being in the kitchen, that's very British. But there's a mustard jar here. Yeah, because that's where you would mix the oil with the mustard powder together, which I learned is how they used to make mustard. Oh, but they also claim a... S- an a sand hourglass as an egg timer. I've never understood egg timers. Why are they any different from any other timers? Mysteries of the past. On the page, when you grow up. Do you hear the Pussycat Dolls song when you hear that title? Not now. When I do. you grow up, da 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 yeah, da da. Well, yeah, well, now you can be a sailor, a nurse, a farmer, a good cook. <laughs> This is the only older... burning it. Yeah. who's burning it is, as we speak. This is yeah. the only one that has an adjective in front of it. Well, a lot of them got taken away. There's going to be another adjective that they removed later that I'm very fond of. So they also have librarian, which is hidden completely buried by the books. Yeah. accurate. You've seen my desk. Yeah. Is that not the most accurate picture of a librarian you ever saw? The... Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Cars and trucks are a bit dated. You got the milk truck. Oh, milk truck. <laughs> yeah. No, that's old, but. It is sort of a a preface of things to come, because eventually he'd do Cars and Trucks and Things That Go, which was, Ah. I would argue, his greatest book. Oh, okay. Uh, On the page The Baby, (laughs) there's a phrase like, what would you like to name the baby? Write the kitten's name here. And then there's six dashes. Yeah. Are you supposed to pick a name that has six letters? If you're going to name it Aloysius, you're out out of luck. There's not enough room for it. Yeah, no. Bob. Bob the baby. Baby B-O-O-O-O-B. That'd be boob. (laughs) I wouldn't name my baby that. No, I would not. Now, this is the third time I've seen sawdust come up in the book. uh, Ah! We're at the circus now. And I'm like, sawdust has never come up three times in my life, let alone in this book. Why is it here (laughs) three times? I don't understand. I guess it's just they had a... I guess why would you have sawdust? And I guess it just didn't have the modern cleaning product, so you just use sawdust to pick up stuff. Well, before there was like the tools with like sawing wood. Then there was the the butcher that had sawdust on the floor again for cleaning up blood and junk. And now here's sawdust at the circus for I guess blood and poop manure. Yeah. 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 Yep. Ah, here's one of my favorite sequences. Oh yeah, this is super depressing. Okay, I'm just gonna say the screaming cat. Our cat in... What is it? Cat cat in danger. Used to be lovely screaming lady. Oh, well, now (laughs) it's cat in danger. Yeah, I miss lovely screaming lady. (laughs) And the, the paragraph at the top says, Will the brave firefighters put out the fire in time? I don't think so. Don't you? <laughs> and I'm like, wait In a terms of what? Like loss of wait, life? Exactly. Or I'm like, so the cat's going to die? The building's going to burn down. It's a brick building, people. I'm not that worried I about it. I think the cat's going to die. So the next page is like, this Funerals is- Funerals that this, you can attend. This is at a funeral. This is a coffin. This is a funeral director. <laughs> this is a crematorium. <laughs> Ashes. <laughs> so, oh, no. Sorry. It's trains instead. Oh, trains. So the cat, I'm sure, lived. We'll never know, Betsy. She's got a beautiful farm upstairs. The narrator wasn't confident, so I'm not either. Narrator, yeah, it's the one writing the book. Uh, When you get to the beach, I thought it was interesting. At the very bottom, they show like shrimp and scallops. There's skate, which what it looks like. like a manta ray or something, or a stingray. A stingray, yeah. Ray should be in that name. Nope, they call it skate. And then there's also a sea purse. That, that I may have heard of, but I don't. But why are you teaching one. kids sea purse? Betsy. I don't <laughs> know. We grew up by a gigantic lake, Lake Michigan. So anytime there's like animals in your water, I'm just confused by them. I'm like, what uh, things with pointy things in water? What? I don't understand. Well, I love the parent that's in the pavilion. While their four children are by the, by the water. There's just, a lifeguard. Yeah, they're just trusting the lifeguard yeah. to watch their four kids being like, eh, it'll be yeah, fine. they're fine. So we've had our previous books. We've had Sassy Son. Yes. We've had a Monday Son. That's true. And now we have a <gasps> I s- scary son. Get it? What? Scary. Get it? Is oh, his name? My God. <laughs> uh, that is a scary son in that sense, yeah. but not the other sense. Yes. You're welcome. I'm not. I'm not but pleased with it right it's now. It's the weather page, though. I don't understand why foxtail grass is on the weather page. Uh, we have spring here, which I saw. There's a spring peeper. Aww. I've never heard of a spring peeper. Peepers are those little like. Frogs in the trees that are like making all the sounds in the spring. Well, these are called spring peepers because their chirping marks the beginning of spring. Uh-huh. Which I didn't yeah, know. You don't really get them around here, it was a problem, yeah. Mm. Uh, you got summer, and then you turn the page, and I thought it would say autumn, mm-hmm. but it says fall. Okay. Well, wouldn't you say autumn? I've seen it both ways uh, in children's books. They like fall because it's like a simple four-letter word. Well, yeah, you, but you could, have, you could have it say autumn and then the paragraphs say, in the fall, yeah. the air gets blah, blah, blah. Nah. But here's your live turkey. Yeah, so turkey number two. Driving a car. Turkey, 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 turkey. Like you do. a car. Probably named Tom. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, and burning leaves, which you are not allowed to do these days. Well, it's not... It's not illegal if you have a burning permit, right? Which it kind of baffles me. I'm like, it's good fertilizer. People don't burn. Them. Eh, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Uh, on the winter page again, muffler, not scarf. What the heck? So it's he it's, just didn't like the word scarf. Doubling That's what down. comes down to doubling yeah, down on it. Oh yeah, the worst page. Uh, the parts like, of the body. Okay, no, no, no. Parts of the body I can deal with the little things. Let me tell you, if you've got a kid, and you've been reading this entire book, and it takes 50 years to read this to a child, <laughs> uh, and you finally are like, oh, the end is in sight. The end is like, And then you get to the little things page, and the kid's like, read every single one. You're like, no! There's
1: with so many with dated things.
0: things, like pen point. Again, sure. no one uses fountain pens really anymore, I mean, so why really. would it be there? Let's go to the antique store and find I one. I thought pens. you were going to argue parts of the body, because they point at... The you know there's the hip, mm-hmm. the thigh, the bottom, and it says in parentheses, try not to be spanked here. <laughs> that's dated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then you got you know <laughs> bedtime and numbers, and that's the end. All right. Oh, it's a long book. I understand, but you know what? It never says it's not a long book. It it it's trying to cover all the basics of words. This sort of like. Kicked off a trend. I don't know many word books that existed prior to this book coming I mean, out, and it kind of kicked started his career. I mean, he'd done a lot of books prior to this, but once this book came out, suddenly he was like the hottest game in town, and everybody was totally into Richard Scarry. And he just, boy, he just went with it. And apparently, he took the lesson of this book and he was like, Lots of words on lots of pages, I can do more. And so, his subsequent books have even more text uh, and even more details. And even more, like, really disturbing images of uh, pigs eating bacon. So, there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ratings time. You go first. I love this book. I can't help it. Now, part of the reason is that I have done it with my kids. But I love it. I love the words. I love the changes that were made. Um... I love his style. I can't help it. I am a Richard Scarry fan. Now, this doesn't get into the plots that he would eventually do. There's nothing to find. There's no gold bug hiding on every page. There's, you know, the, the weirdness. One of my favorite books of his just is completely wackadoodle weird. And this doesn't this hints at the weirdness. It doesn't quite get into it yet. So I won't say it's my favoriteest Richard Scarry book, but just judging it on its own merits, oh, it's a strong book. That's a seven point eight. Even though it's a bit dated, uh, see spanking, milk truck, playing jacks, oh, yes. the camera that the tourist used. And it uses words that we don't all use, like muffler. Uh, this <laughs> well, you is... understand team muffler is going to be coming hard for us <laughs> nope. now. Yeah. Then uh, this is definitely an educational book without it being boring. Oh yeah. uh, I can see kids are in- encouraged to interact with the pages and it's colorful and it's fun. Um, I'm giving it a little bit of a lower rating just because some of the choices that were made. Uh, so I gave it a 6.5. I think it's definitely a classic, but it's not an all-time favorite for me. Definitely a classic! Yay! All right. Oh, and I should just say... The person who pointed out that there was an old version of this and a new version of this, and then did a side-by-side comparison in the very early days of the internet, so early that this was in a Flickr account that went viral. Wow. Adorable Flickr. I did not credit him when I did my part where you were away, and his name was Alan Taylor, and I would like to credit him because he was the one who pointed this out. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're just going to skip right straight to uh, Grown Up Things We Like. You go first. Okay, so recently I had a chance to speak in for, at a fundraiser with two other authors. One uh, had, like, several purple hearts, so that's not intimidating. The other one was Jill Weinbanks, and uh, Jill Weinbanks, I don't know how to explain this. She was one of the prosecutors during the Watergate scandal. She was the only woman who was a prosecutor during Watergate. Uh, she was the first woman to serve as U.S. General Counsel of the Army. Uh, and she was the first woman to have held the position of executive director of the American Bar Association. She speaks regularly on MSNBC and lives two blocks away from me. Oh. And, uh, yeah, she's like a big old deal. Like, I put a picture of me with her on Instagram, and everyone was like, what pin was she wearing? Her pins are notorious. I was like, oh, it was a high-heeled shoe. They are like, whoa. So, yeah, she's cool. I like her a lot. We had a great time and uh, highly intimidating. Uh, being in her presence and sharing a car with her and uh she had a great book i'll just recommend that called watergate girl about because um, that's what they called her uh during the watergate scandal and uh yeah talking about all the sexism and parallels between watergate and, and trump and everything and uh she is she's great I'm a, I'm a big fan so two thumbs up my my grown-up thing i like is i like Jill Winebanks. Okay. Oh, and she was a character in uh, the Incredible Hulk comics. They made a character based on her. Very cool. There you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm doing another book. Book. Yes. Look at you. recommending books for adults and junk. I know. Uh, this I one's called did. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. Uh, it was his debut novel, and it's so freaking good. Okay. Oh, so there's an interview with the author at the back of the book where he says he loves time travel, Agatha Christie, and the 80s classic Quantum Leap, and that just about describes this book. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yep. Oh, I like anything that has a Quantum Leap element yeah. to it. Yeah. I went in not knowing anything except that it was like a murder mystery. Um, it's about a guy who knows this wo- this woman, Evelyn Hardcastle, will die every day until he can identify her killer, But every time the day begins again, he wakes up in the body of a different guest Ah. at Blackheath Manor. It's got a lot of characters, so it's really helpful that at the beginning of the book, it includes a map of the grounds of the house, and there's an invitation list to all the people who are attending this party, and I had to keep, like, referencing that in order to keep my people straight. Yeah, I'm glad Um, you had that, though. Some people don't even bother with it. yeah. Yeah, but if you like a good murder mystery, I highly recommend this book because I guarantee you've never read anything like it before. So it's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. That's awesome! Yeah. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, we will. Um, we'll be off next week um, for the holidays, so we won't. We won't have an episode next week. But after that, this should fill people up. I think so. And I have to say, thanks to a lot of suggestions I've been getting, I have a wonderful like stockpile in my home of future books for us to do uh ones that we've never done before that I was shocked and appalled to discover we hadn't done. So I think we are in a, a good place coming around. into the holidays. Coming into the holidays, there. I right. guess. I guess and I should probably find a Christmas one while I and, and Hanukkah too. And Hanukkah too. I'll yep. I'll see what I can find. If you have any suggestions, people, I am more than willing to hear them. Um we've done a lot of them, but we can always use more. Yeah, so, Excellent. And until we hear from the people about what we should do, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse No. 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes or rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kime, and our gluten-free option today is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.